it's so funny, like trends that start, right? The first trend, we, we had this pandemic. It was a novel coronavirus. We knew it came from China. And then all of the, you know, the corporate messages that came out from, from big brands, consumer brands, and these uncertain times and these turbulent times, these intense times. and Out of an abundance of caution. <laughs> out of an abundance of caution. You know, it's like, okay. everybody welcome to another future tech video podcast today we want to give an update about the emerge 2020 chicago conference and with us today we have adam voss from echelon design to help us talk about it who is the uh producer for the event and as always i have with me sundish patel sundish say hello hello everybody thanks for having me chris <laughs> So uh, the big news is that um, we had originally scheduled the conference for April, uh, end of April. Uh, we had to cancel that due to the coronavirus. We rescheduled it for uh, the end of October. Um, but the reality of the situation is that we are not going to be able to do the conference in October. So we are canceling that and we're going to uh, figure out when we can do it next. And the, and the reality is that whether or not the pandemic is still raging in October, um, there's been a big financial impact to the pandemic. And for startups and emerging tech companies, um, they need to be focused on uh, generating revenues and they need to be focused on their business right now. And this is not a great time to hold a conference, obviously. So uh, we are going to respect that uh, these companies need to do that and, uh, and not just respect that, but in encourage them to be successful in what they're doing because we do believe in, in the companies who are sponsoring us very much. And um, so we're going to look uh, to when it will be possible to put together another conference. We don't have a date or time or anything uh, figured out just yet. But what we're going to do in, instead is we're going to be doubling down on the content that we've been producing on this channel and try to produce as much content that brings you the value uh, that we were trying to bring uh, from the Emerge uh, 2020 Chicago conference. Um, and so, you know, Adam uh, has works in this business and he's been doing a lot with trade shows historically, but now his business has changed dramatically, just like we have changed dramatically. So, you know, I wanted to uh, bring Adam back, who is the, one of the first guests of our podcast and, uh, you know, just get an update on what the state of the industry is from him. Yeah, I can't believe it's been 15 years since I've talked to you two guys. <laughs> yes, so it's complicated. It's nice to be back on the show. <laughs> uh, and I also want to congratulate you for holding out. I mean, uh, you know, CES just a few days ago uh, tapped out and said, you know, it's due to health and safety issues. And, and also, I think, concerns about, um, you know, companies uh operating budgets to actually get people to and from Vegas. They, they just canceled CES. Uh, so you guys, I mean, you beat the biggest technology show in the world. So kudos <laughs> to you. Um, and I think it's, it's a really smart move. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it will probably be, you know, late 2021 where I think people are comfortable again to travel for, um, live shows, activations, trade shows, concerts. Um, and, and you know, at the end of the day, um, finance, business technology, I mean, it's predicated on, 
kind of behavioral science, you know, how comfortable people feel. Um, and if, you know, you're as, uh, as crazy uh, hypochondriac or OCD as I am, which a, a lot of technologists are, <laughs> it's probably a better bet to to use this time and, and resources and, and, you know, to, to create your own content. So kudos to Future Tech and, and the podcast. Um, no, I, you know, it's, it's funny because I think it's kind of the accepted reality now. Um, you know, people, uh, have talked about, you know, disruption for years as a, as a marketing word. Uh, and now you're seeing a real disruption. I mean, the confluence of, of COVID-19, this novel coronavirus of, you know, the Trump administration of, you know, racial tension and Black Lives Matter with, you know, this looming economic depression and, you know, the, the, uh, the Fed releasing the GDP numbers for Q2 of 2020, which like dropped over 35 points. I mean, this upcoming presidential election that uh, <laughs> Trump is suggesting we postpone. I mean, there's so many things out there, and just and don't and don't, don't forget baboons wielding knives and chainsaws. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> 2020, yeah, right? Yeah. Just 2020, man. Yeah. 2020, I, and I think that's I, at the end of the day, it's. That's going to be a meme, I think, that that survives the next decade. People think about 2020 and, you know, uh, hail, fury, cats and dogs falling in love, divorce, death, you know, uh, it's all going to happen. And um, I think accepting that and being honest about that and talking about that, that is one thing that has been a really nice silver lining about this whole situation is that we've really humanized business in a way that we've never done before. We've, uh, I think there's, we, we've removed the delineation between your home and your, your office. We've, we've started having more honest conversations. We've, I think people are more camera friendly, you know, in the past when you'd have video conference calls, the camera feature would be turned yeah. off. That would be most people's <laughs> default. And now it's a very different know, world now. Me, yeah, even spiking the lens. I'm not actually looking at my screen. I'm looking at a camera and knowing that I can hear your voice and I can see you below my camera, but I'm looking at a camera that, you know, people are, are learning how to communicate in this new world where it's, it's a technology bridge. And as you guys are technologists, innovation leads. So the pivot to podcasting or, you know, creating um, insights, trends, perspectives, talking to people, just having a conversation strategy yeah. as uh, was coined by the marketing guru, Andy Crestadina of Orbit Media. I mean, a conversation strategy is not a PowerPoint deck. It is an honest, you know, honest way to relate to another human being about the industry you work in and, and what are things that you see happening and how can you add value and how can you grow and, you know, learn yeah, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that uh, I see happening is I think I think there's a real need for good content. Because I think the thing is that so many yes. companies have been used to sort of marketing as usual and just putting out, you know, their press releases and, you know, like, here's, here's the new product we're launching and things like that. But there's no um, real engaging content there. There's no personal message there. And I think the thing is, is that... Um, one of the challenges that I keep seeing on all these platforms is that the the sort of the, when we're having these Zoom conference calls, the quality's so low. And I think when you mm -hmm. improve the quality with good, you know, good video and better audio, 
um, it makes a difference, right? And then, you know, taking that next step, it's not just the production values of the things that you're putting together, but it's also the content, the quality of the content, mm-hmm. the personal nature of the content, the storytelling of that content is what's really uh, making a difference now. And I think this is a, that's a big leap for a lot of companies, for, for a lot of people. I mean, you know, uh, Sundish, we talk about this all the time, you know, about how uncomfortable it is to get out there and, you know, where you're sort of generally a, historically a private person, you know, like going out and putting yourself out there and, and, and you know, ex- exposing yourself in this sort of manner is really challenging for a lot of people, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Very challenging for me, but, you know, I had you. <laughs> so I had you basically pushing me off that cliff, right? Like I can't, I can't, but you know, I love how you did it too. Like you made me do it. You set the date, you made the time, told me don't prepare at all. We just got to get into it and just do it. And I, I trusted you. And you know, it's amazing, dude. It is like, I'm feeling more and more comfortable. You know, when you tell me things like you got to stop being so critical on yourself, you know, you, you know, just you know, you're going to make mistakes. You did a great job, you know, just to remind yourself to stay positive on it. And that this is a journey, you know? And so my, yeah. my, my journey has started and it's awesome. You know, um, it's, uh, um, or even just, I mean, simple things like removing the Marquis de Sade pleasure swing from behind <laughs> you or the volumes of the Kama Sutra. I mean, things like that, um, really invite people yeah. into your home. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on the people, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, yeah ex- exactly. No, but but I, th- but I think I, the thing is, is that it's um, you, when you start, you're never going to know what your voice is, right? You have to discover what yeah. your voice is, and the only yeah. way to understand that is to do it. And I think a lot of people just need to get past uh, mm-hmm. the self criticism and get out there and start producing things, because then you can understand what what you need to do and how you need to do it, right? And I think most most people have legitimacy, legitimacy and expertise. They, they're tenured. They know their industry, especially, you know, people in their in their 40s and 50s and 60s that we're talking to in these interviews. You know, they're, they're experts in their own right. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and the, the big thing is, I think you just need to stand out from the crowd because, you know, yes. uh, people have a limited amount of attention and there's an enormous amount of stuff out there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and this is where, you know, we talk about brand and how important brand is because I think when you establish your brand as somebody who's going to provide worthwhile and interesting content, then, you know, people are going to gravitate towards that, right? And and there's there's a different, um, there's a different approach to how we market ourselves and our companies and our products that we need to take that, that you know leverages brand in a very different way than we've historically seen it leveraged. Wouldn't you agree? The way you position something and the thing that you say, what is your perspective? It's it's a it's a a share of channel and a share of voice, and and those two things together get you a share of wallet. People will buy or become fans of the things that they like. You know, and fans build brands, and the more people you can touch or connect with. Um, the better your brand will do. It's like YouTube. I think about YouTube, and and this is this is the perfect generation for YouTube, right? Because you know you don't need to be bonafide to start your own channel. You just need to get you ha- you need to have something to say that attracts people to listen. Um, and it could start out that twenty people see your video, yeah, and that becomes two hundred people, and that becomes two thousand people. And the more that you have something to say, the the better it's going to be. So, and the more you do it, the better you'll learn. Well, and you know the thing is, we always talked uh, historically about being a trusted advisor. We always want to be a trusted advisor to our customers, right? 
But this is no different. You know, being an influencer is trust. You know, is a trusted advisor sort of position, right? Um, it's 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 sort of different than sort of you know selling you know makeup to kids online. You know, but you know, but the the, the underlying concept is still the same, right? I mean, it's it's you're, you're sort of building a brand around you know having reliable and good information, and and you know you want to uh, you you want to develop an, an audience that that appreciates that, right? Right, right. And I think uh, to that point, Chris, I think that's what we've. That's what we're trying to do right now is trying to get um, these customers to trust us through the content that we're creating, right? But I think there's there's an inflection point, and I want to know what you think about this, right? So, in our is in our industry in IT, we've uh, traditionally, you know, um, you work at a company and then you go to market and you try to sell your company's solution, service, product, and you use their marketing, right? Traditionally, that's the way we've gone to market. But now, what you're saying is influencer marketing and uh, how we, each individual now is going to have their own brand, right? Um, I think at some point, you know, like you and I have had to navigate that a little bit too, because we always want to be respectful to who we work for. At the same time, we are in this change where who you are as a person, people want to know, you know? Yeah. Uh, people now want to know, um, you know, it's, it's like this combination like LinkedIn and Facebook, right? It's not enough just to see what's on LinkedIn. They really want to know what does this guy think? What does he feel? You know, and I think when you create that content, you can get that sense of someone. But I think there's going to be some conflict in the market with that. Um, but like, what what do you think is going to happen? Can I comment really yeah. quick? Yeah. I, the conflict in the market, I think, happens because traditionally, we have a very professional persona when we go to clients and we become those trusted advisors. And I, I think, you know, you're now seeing that that uh, digital identity that has been kind of cloaked in anonymity coming more to the fore. As I mentioned, you know, earlier, the the default way of joining a video conference call was with your camera off. Yeah. That has changed since COVID and it will continue to change. And what the expectation will be of you and your personal brand is that you show up, that you're present, that you have, um, you know, you, you have more to say. It's it's that kind of YouTube phenomenon where it's like it's not enough to to make one video every month. Mm. You know, you have to make several videos a day in order to get into the the kind of the zeitgeist of of that industry or that that position that you're you're. Um, you're, you're, you're speaking to. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think now we don't need to be as professional. I think now we, I I've seen some of my clients go from very conservative branding to starting to ease up on that, to starting to see like, well, how can we engage more people on a very human level? Right. Well, cause and we're all I working think, from home and our kids are screaming in the background. Right, We've yeah. got dogs roaming around. I mean, you know, it's like it, it, everything is personal now. Yeah, everything right? is. So, yes. so why shouldn't the marketing and branding and discussions and uh, you know communication reflect that? Right. So, I mean, right. but but the thing I that sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sundish. No, I no, because I have a question for both of you guys on this. Do you think we'll get to a point where companies will invest in certain individuals at that company to you know help them? establish a brand in the market because think about it right if you're a salesperson or in, you're in real estate you're a consultant you know of any kind if you want to create your brand does that mean that you have to invest that in yourself you have to buy all the all the required equipment you know learn all of these things you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think companies have to take advantage of the the people in their organization that can help them, you know, leverage and create that brand. I I think that uh, it's it's sort of a different. It's a new role in a company, right? Mm -hmm. Is sort of a brand ambassador or thought leader within yes. you know a, a company, and not not just one, but maybe multiple, right? right. And, and you know, finding the individuals who can who can do that and and do that. and yeah. giving them an opportunity, and they could be in all and parts of the organization too, right? It could be an executive, right. it could be somebody in the field, it can be anybody. But you know, the thing is, like I, I see, you know, so so many companies really struggling and challenged with this. And I think the biggest thing, you know, is two two things is sort of the production value that they're bringing to it. I, I think it's so poor yeah. quality that it it you know the message gets lost in that. But the other thing is is that the quality of the content isn't there, right? I mean, it's like mm -hmm. I said before, it's just sort of those same bland marketing message and product announcements that we've seen before without right. having that sort of personal connection, that engaging content. And and there's so much noise in the marketplace right now, you have to do something to really stand out. And I think uh, companies really need to refactor how do they go to market with things? Because this is the new normal. Right. I don't think this is going away anytime soon. People are not going back into the offices in, in the numbers that they, they used to, right? Right, um, So this all needs to be figured out. And there's a lot of aspects to it. It's not just a simple one-size-fits-all sort of equation, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's, a, there's different, different tools that you need to bring to the game. And, and, and that's, that's a really tricky thing for a lot of organizations to figure out. So, Chris, what would you recommend right now, a startup or, you know, a technology company in the Valley, marketing, from a marketing perspective, given that they used to have conferences and so on and so forth, what, what, what do they need? What skills do they need? How do they need to, to change it from an organizational perspective? You know what I mean? Well, I, I, think, I think the first thing is you got to start with looking at what, what it is you're offering, right? Because I think what you may have been building towards two years ago may not be what people want today. Uh, I mean, things have changed drastically, right? And priorities have shifted, you know, enormously. So I think you need to take a, a hard look at what you're, what you're building and producing and selling and say, is this, you know, something that's going to matter in, in, in the market today? Uh, and, and maybe there's a pivot that you need to, you know, look at or, or refocus on a different aspect of your, your product that, um, you know, is relevant to the market or, or, or look at a different use case that you hadn't, you know, perhaps previously considered, yeah. right? I think that's the, the first piece. And then I think the next piece is just saying, you know, getting out there and talking about what it is that's going on in the market and why this is going to be relevant and why this is important, why this is something that companies need to think about and, and, and what does it mean to them you know, personally and, and, and how to engage them in, in sort of a more compelling story. I mean, you know, I always love the, you know, the, there's the vlogger Casey Neistat. And uh, I, I think, you know, he was sort of the, one of the originals out there, right? And I think, you know, what he always talks about is the three-act story, you know? And every good story follows this rule. That is the rule of a three-act narrative. You've got a beginning, you've got a middle, you've got an end. Setup, conflict, resolution. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pill of water, act one. Jack fell down and broke his crown, act two. Jill came tumbling after, act three. Set up, conflict, resolution. The whole story takes an arc and comes and lands at the end. And yet, you know, it's, it, it tells, tells you, you know, like why you're having this conversation, what the challenge is and how you're solving the problem. And I think that's... I think that's the, the thinking that's missing from a lot of companies as they go to market. You lead with, with a story and, you know, it's 
the the story has to be honest. It has to be. It's got to you know not just add vo- value, but it's it's got to be a passion. You know, when I go to these companies or I talk to these entrepreneurs, I I think of you know the five P's, um, and it's just a mnemonic that helps me. I mean, you've you've got to have a great product made by great people and an original process, something that's different, something that that is is part of the story, and you've got to have great passion and and those four lead to profit because if you've got the right components the right people you're saying the right thing and your and your product speaks for itself um then people are going to be interested because the more it comes from the heart now the more it's going to go into the wallet now i mean people want earnest innovation they want real solutions a great example of that in terms of content tools chris you sent me an invitation from mm-hmm, yeah the uh you know the it's a presentation platform i mean this thing was done in a pivot if you haven't checked it out it's mmmhhhmmm.com mmhmm.com oh yeah i'll put a i'll put a link i mean these guys Again, in, you know, necessity is the is the mother of invention, and and if you're in a position where you need to think on your feet and you've got to move because everything changes, it really kind of it shows it shows the value you can add in just how you think. You know, uh, an idea is the most powerful virus more than COVID nineteen. If you can take that idea, get it to your audience you know, get a great camera like you guys have done and have a cool podcast or, you know, talk about it and have a conversation strategy. I think you're winning. Um, but the key of all of this is I think that that honesty and that passion that goes behind it. Cause everybody right now, I mean, you know, everyone's got the case of the COVID blues. I, you know, yeah, I, you, you go from, you know, drinking straight gin, which people think is water, to crying on a Saturday on the couch watching reruns of 30 for 30 <laughs> on ESPN. You're like, this happened two years ago, you know. So, I, I you know, you got to you gotta let it all hang out. I'm wearing a flannel. I'm not wearing a Ted Baker button up with a you know pair of slacks and I haven't showered and I haven't combed my hair. It's like, OK, I own that. But what I'm saying isn't going to change. And I think that's that's the difference is an honest approach to everything you do. Um, genuine again, I, genuine, yeah, sincerity. And 2021, I do think there's going to be a rebound when the event industry comes back online, hospitality comes back online, airlines come back online. People are going to see the roaring twenties, the real roaring twenties, <clears> the two thousand twenties. So Adam, you know, you know, I just wanted to say thank you to, and Josh Rush is not here, who is also with Echelon, who's been helping us out. You guys did an amazing job at helping us, you know, bring this idea to, you know, life. And even though it didn't ever happen, um, you know, we, there were a lot of good things came out of it and uh, appreciate your effort. Now, I also want to thank all of our sponsors and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put together some, uh, rolling uh, logos here or something of our sponsors so that everybody can see who they were because we really appreciate them and um and we wish them the absolute best success you know they all had um great and passionate teams and really interesting ideas and you know hopefully um you know they survive well in this current environment so uh we're rooting for everybody um and adam thank you again uh and and Sundish uh, and I 
both appreciate very much everything everybody did for us. So, well, thanks for having me back on the show. Uh, honestly, I big time. I'm not even wearing pants. Yeah, <laughs> the pants sales have gone in the toilet, man. Um, <laughs> it's no reason to wear pants. I'm just gonna wear, I'm just gonna put on my Tabitha <laughs> Brown buying pants, you know, <laughs> shirt because now I'm uh, all about TikTok celebrities. Yes, I can if I want to because it's my business. Tabitha Brown. <laughs> and if you haven't seen her on TikTok, she's a great, uh, great cooking <laughs> show. So that's pretty cool. Um, so anyways, if you like what you saw, please click on that like button. Hit that subscribe button because that helps us a ton. And if you want to get notified when we post new content, click on that bell icon. And I will see you in the next video. Thank you.